This is the Photography Podcast on Photography.ca, episode number 114, 360 degree light painting, an interview with Patrick Rochon. Hey there, photo lovers. How's it going? And welcome to the 114th podcast on photography.ca. My name is Marco, and we're coming to you from uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. For today's show, we have an interview with uh, Patrick Rochon, who is a light painter. And this will be the second time uh, we're recording a podcast uh, with Patrick. First time was, I believe, podcast number 82, where he discussed uh, his fantastic technique. And this time, Patrick has a new body of work, and it's related to 360-degree light painting. And uh, we'll get into what that is uh, during the interview, which is uh, to follow in about a minute or so. Before we get into it, I always like to thank people for their comments on our last podcast, number 113, where we talked about uh, some good essential day trip accessories. Photo Studios left a comment and uh, greatly appreciated. Our favorite way to get comments is directly in the blog. I, I'll be honest, I received a few more comments by email, but I literally get hundreds of emails a day, so it's really difficult to keep track of all the emails. That's why I keep encouraging people to leave comments directly in the blog, photography.ca forward slash blog. That way it's really easy for me to see and mention and to give thanks in the following podcast, as well as throw in a link if a link is left with the comments. So let's just get right into our interview with a light painter, Patrick Rochon. The work is really, really, really interesting, and you're going to want to check out the show notes for some examples and further links. And let's just get right into the interview now. And I'd like to welcome a really uh, special guest to our podcast today. Today's guest is Patrick Rochon, who is a light painter. And uh, this is the uh, second time we've had uh, Patrick uh, do a podcast with us. The first one was uh, number 82, where uh, Patrick talked about light painting. And it's very, very timely because our level two assignment this month is also light painting or light drawing by coincidence. Actually, the assignment was set up first, and then we're doing this uh, podcast uh, afterwards as a coincidence. But it is uh, a lovely coincidence. So before I get into it, uh, thanks so much for doing this, Patrick. Really appreciate it. Great. Uh, thank you for uh, asking me. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Before we start, I know you are doing some new work, and we're definitely going to talk about that because it's super cool new work. But in case we have any new listeners uh, that you know don't know much about light painting and uh, haven't checked out the previous podcast we did, I was wondering if you could maybe just give us a really two or three minute summary of uh, what light painting is and, and how you've approached light painting in the past? Well, I started light painting in 1992, just after school, graduated from college, uh, studying photography. I kind of heard about light painting. It was kind of a vague effect that some people were using. It was very obscure. Nobody talked about it and not many people tried it. And so um, one of my friends, photographer, came to my house and showed me a, a plant he light painted. And uh, in a very simple way, just high, highlighted every leaf one by one to um, make a, a different type of lighting on the plant. And when I, I saw that image, I was like, wow, okay, I, I got to try this. And uh, I started that night with my roommate, uh, did a few portraits in the dark, and um, the camera was on a tripod. We took some flashlights, whatever we had uh, on our hands. And uh, my, my, my roommate, my friend, was just standing there, in front of the camera, not moving, and then I would be next to him in, in complete darkness and light him with the flashlights, and I would just draw on him and around him. And um, the the result was very surprising right away. 
And on my second shoot uh, with a f another friend, I saw a picture that just completely... Um, blew you away. Completely <laughs> blew me away. And then, you know, I started discovering that, wow, this is it's not exactly like taking a picture because it's like creating another world. Like what I saw in the picture was actually another world. It was a, it was a, f a picture, but it was still like something that you can't see normally. So I kind of saw some magic in there. I saw something special. So that, that really um, drew me to that technique. And, and from then on, I was engaged in a relationship with light painting, with, which is now uh, 20 years. Huh? Wow, really, really cool. And again, we're going to put some uh, past pictures that Patrick has done um, in the show notes. So, you know, you'll definitely want to take a look at the show notes. We'll put a link to the last podcast we did with Patrick as well into the show notes. But uh, at the end of the day, again, just to recap what it is, um, it's basically, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, it's in a very dark room. Your camera is usually on a tripod using uh, flashlights and or other light sources. You will just wave those flashlights or other light sources in order to light the thing you are photographing. And I guess you can light the principal subject, you can light the background. And after 20 years of experience, like Patrick has, you can do some absolutely uh, fantastic results. I'm actually lucky enough to be sitting in Patrick's loft here, looking at some of uh, Patrick's latest work. And I already know which couple of photographs I need to go into the website just because they're, they're so gorgeous. They're so unique. And um, it's really a, a great way to express yourself creatively. Um, can you talk about actually that before we get into your new work? I don't think we talked about this last time, but like... How does this fill you up creatively? How does the magic work for you, like personally? One thing about light painting, I thought was okay. This is challenging. This this has a there's a, I mean it's easy. Anybody can do light painting, but to actually make something very very interesting, you know, you need to you need to work. You can't just press a button and catch a moment. You you, you got to get in there and and make something happen. It has come. It has to come from your relationship with yourself and the relationship with your model if you're working with a model. So there, there's a layer of challenge that's that's very creative and, and challenging, and I love it. You know, that's what's really... Uh, every time is like, oh, am I going to make something good? You know, I'm always having a doubt. Is something going to happen? Am I going to... It's exciting. It's exciting, yeah. And there's always a, a process that's fresh, and you can't repeat the same thing twice you're always going to make something different every time you light paint you're going to make something different is that part of the attraction absolutely i think um and the more you evolve the more you get to know yourself the the better your movements are the more magic happens for me it's like when everything comes together you know when the the model the right lights and the, the right moment and the right music also i work a lot with music i make i create great playlists so i can have different kind of moods uh, depending on what kind of light painting I want to do, and also I'll I'll listen to I'll get inspired by the beats to create my own movements. You know, I'll ins I'll be inspired by the music to move differently. I'll hear a sound and I'll like, oh, this sound sounds like this movement. You know, ah. and I'll I'll connect those two together and and I'll get a surprise. You know, how much of the work is um, pre visualization in a way, and how much of it might be spontaneous? at the moment you're creating something? How often do you have like a really set plan? And how often do you stick to that plan? I think uh, the plans don't work, but they're good. <laughs> I, they're a good starting point. I make a plan often and um, I, I kind of organize my, um, my, my shooting. And then when the shooting happens, when the people are here, everything changes. And it's important to let go of the plan and to 
get back into the moment because the moment is not what you had in mind when you were thinking and visualizing you were by yourself and all of a sudden you're you're on the spotlight it has to happen right now people are here the camera's on lights are off you know you have to move so it's a ve- always a very different reality so you, ha- you have to go with the moment and and let go of whatever you you had in mind but most of my work has been done very spontaneously and I don't calculate too much but I'll prepare tools and the more and more I grow with this technique the better my tools are prepared. And I think that's the new key for me is to get the right tools and to limit myself to certain tools. So what I, I, I try to visualize beforehand is not the final picture, but what's the direction, what are the tools I need to, to use. And from then to put a limit on my, my uh, the amount of tools I have, the amount of lights I have, and then to create from that point on. And one last thing is what happened lately is I, I did two days of full-on light painting with a hair salon where I'm doing about 13 hours a day of light painting non-stop and that exercise of doing two days very intensely helped me to visualize on the spot the light I wanted to do like I would look at the model going like wow okay I see it I see something and then go and do it so with with all that time and that practice I'm getting to the point where I can see what is the next move awesome And before we get into the new work, just curious, does the model have any input? Do you often get ideas from the model themselves on on how to paint them? Or do they suggest stuff? Do you, is it a collaboration or are you more of a director kind of person? Well, most of the people cannot give me advice about the light painting because they they don't know how it works. It's a first time um, Experience. experience. So most, most of the work comes from me. I'm always open to ideas and suggestion. That said, the model is still very important. I have to, because the model will influence my light indirectly. Just just the model's presence. If the model is busy, not here, concerned with other things, or moving too much, or not breathing, or anything, the model. If the model's contracting too much, it affects the way I work. It affects me. It affects my light. So I choose my models. I, I find people that I have chemistry with. I find people that are that I'm that I that I love, that I like, that I'm inspired by. Or if I feel something great about that person, then okay, I want to work with them. That's not an option anymore. I have to have some chemistry and I have some interest towards that person to really do great lights. Let's talk about this new work for a second. And um, actually, what's the name of this new work? Is it like the 24 by 360 project? Does it have an official title before we get into it? What's the work called? I'd like to call it 360 Light Painting. I think that's really uh, my side of the, my vision of of this uh, collaboration. But it is a collaboration. There's more people involved. And uh, one of the guy, his name is Eric Paris. He suggested that we create a site dedicated to uh, that project, which is called 24 times 360, which is great for a website. Can you describe the project a little bit? The 360 part is, is, is the 360-degree photographs done with 24 cameras. That's where the name comes from. So it's, it's a bit like the Matrix when they did their, their, um, their special effects where everything was slow, uh, stopped in the air, in action, everything frozen, and the camera still moving. That It's basically the same technique. They're not the first one doing it. They didn't invent that technique, but they, they used it in a new way in, the, in, in, in movies. 
and um, we're using the same base where we have a ring, a circle of 360 degree with 24 cameras on it. They're all aimed at the same direction, at the same height, the same angle, and they all open. Uh, the shutter opens all exactly at the same time and closes at the same time. So I'm in the middle of the circle with the model in total darkness. It has to be 100% dark or else one of the cameras will see it. And I have to light paint that model without hiding any cameras around us. So it's quite challenging. Wow. And, um, you know, I've already seen this on, on the web. I've seen a bunch of them. And, of course, we're going to embed some uh, into the show notes and provide some links for you to take a look. Very, very, very cool. Um, very, very cool, actually. So you are in the center of a circle with a model, light painting the model. And because there's 24 cameras also around that circle, the cameras are each recording a slightly different uh, view of the, uh, of the model. But it's, it's a circular view. So when you see the final result, actually, why don't you explain the final result when people look at it? Well, yeah, you, you're, uh, every camera sees a different angle of exactly the same picture. So it's one picture taken from 24 different points of view. And then at the end, we put all, we were showing one photo after the other, like in the movie, we'd show one after the other, and then it looks like there's a camera going around the model in a circular motion. But at the end of the day, what you're seeing are individual frames but they are strung together uh, via software, and that way it makes the scene look continuous. That's right. It's just, it's actually a quick slideshow of 24 images. Very, very, very cool. Um, this is something that I've been thinking about for a while, and people on our, on our photography forum um, have also uploaded a, a few photographs in a similar technique, totally different genre style, but a similar technique. Um, a lot of people are even like doing animated GIFs um, with photography, which is, you know, you just take a few photographs um, that are happening in a consecutive order and you just, it's almost like a little movie photography. Is this a new genre for you? How did you get inspired by this? I, I, know, I know this also is not brand new on the web, but it's sort of new for you. How did you, how did you kind of stumble upon it? Well, I was lucky enough to uh, meet these uh, these guys who, who set up a ring with 24 cameras here in Montreal to do corporate events and uh, parties where they can have an interaction with the audience and uh, where people can take their picture in 360, jumping the air or things like that. And they even did their own light painting or they asked the audience to do the light painting. And 15 seconds after, it, it's on the web playing already and you just type in your name uh, on a, uh, not your name, with your email on a iPad, and then you receive a link with your video on it. So it's very appealing for uh, events, clients, and stuff like that, and for the audience, you know, coming to, to try the, the, the 360 in a uh, live fashion. They invited me to um, try it, to come and play and test their, their, um, their setup. And as soon as we did, you know, we were blown away by the results. So we did a second shoot with a model, and then we did a third shoot and a fourth shoot, and, and working with models all the time in costumes and makeup and stuff like that. What's really amazing is like in 1999 in Japan, when I was living in Tokyo, we saw The Matrix with other friends. We talked about the idea of doing light painting with all these cameras. Cool. And it took 13 years before it finally <laughs> happened. But it happened just, you know, by chance if if I, I can say I can say it that way 
Very cool. Um, and I know, like, I also just wanted to give people the opportunity to try this with their own work. Let's say it has nothing to do with light painting because this is a complex thing that you've done. It's very complex. It's beautiful. We're going to put some results uh, on the web, but it's fairly complex in that most people don't have, you know, 24 cameras, let's say, and most people aren't going to have a ring uh, to photograph, you know, a circular aspect of an object. But let's say, you know, you just have a man in a corner. Uh, one shot he has closed eyes, the next shot he has open eyes, and then you string those two frames together. That can create some new art as well. But I've seen something. I'm just, sorry, yeah, Marco. Please, I'm just, please. It's uh, some, an idea is coming to my mind. I've seen some people who you work with two cameras, just one next to the other. Okay. And making a GIF with that, going back and forth, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. So it just shows you a different angle and it gives um, a, a 3D effect. Okay. It's a gift animation with two cameras of one of the same moment and then just going from one camera to the other right left right left right left very quickly you you feel like it's just moving enough to feel like it's in 3D. Sure. You definitely could do it that way. I'm also thinking that if you had one camera though I guess whatever object um, you were photographing as long as it moved a little bit from frame to frame and then you strung them all together uh, that could also be done. I know I used to use something called Adobe Image Ready maybe a decade ago that used to be bundled with Photoshop and that made doing this really, really, really easy. I'm actually going to investigate uh, some uh, software that I'm going to put into the show notes for people to do this more and more easily. But uh, you mentioned that, you know, this could also be done with something like QuickTime. Could you talk about that just for a couple of minutes? Well, with QuickTime, uh, you can open up image sequences. If you have a bunch of images together, you can open a new sequence, and then you can um, import a, a series of JPEGs to make a, a movie. And then it gives you the option of choosing your frames per second. So it, it's something to be uh, explored. Uh, but I know with Photoshop, you can do the GIF animation. You can export layers as an animation and save them as GIFs. Great information, as always. Thanks so much for sharing it. I'd like to give you uh, the final word, as always. Are there any other light painting artists we should check out? And where can people find you if they, uh, they want to find you, if they want to find a variety of your work? Well, on my site, um, patrickrochon.com, you'll, you'll, of course, there's a bunch of my work there. And uh, on the right side of the, um, on, of the, the site on the page, there's a few links to uh, the Light Painting World Alliance, to um, lightpaintingphotography.com, to Aurora Crowley, which is, uh, he's a good friend who does amazing light painting. He does GIFs animations also. And um, you'll find a few links on my site. Of course, you can, through your search engine, you can find a lot of uh, good photography and good light painting on the web. And the latest work is located, the circular work, is located on what site? I, I put a few on my site, but I, I didn't put everything there. I, um, I, d I redirect a lot to the, the site uh, 24x360.com. Awesome. So all those links are going to go in the show notes uh, for people to investigate your work and maybe, you know, try, you know, some animations themselves in order to get inspired by this brand new art form. Right. And also, in, if you go in the About section, you'll see a picture of the rig with the 24 cameras. I'll make sure to uh, have a full uh, show notes section. And thanks so much for doing this, as always, Patrick. Greatly appreciated. And uh, best of luck and continued success in all this magical world of light painting that you're, you're bringing to us. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
And I'd like to thank Patrick Rochelle one last time for sharing his technique and sharing his work with us. Patrick is so creative. It's a real treat to uh, do interviews with him and see his work. Obviously, you're going to want to check out his own site, patrickrochon.com. Additional links are going to go in the show notes, including the uh, 360 work, including links uh, to graphic programs that can also do animated GIFs and continuous frame photography. So uh, do check those out. In terms of assignments uh, this month on our forum, our uh, regular assignment is New Beginnings, which is uh, apropos for the beginning of the year. We're still in January. And our level two assignment is Painting with Light or Drawing with Light, which is a total coincidence. But uh, we have some lovely submissions thus far, and I encourage you to check it out from the link in the show notes and possibly uh, upload your own image and contribute. I haven't uploaded mine yet, but uh, Painting with Light is something that I've been interested in for years. So without a doubt, uh, I will also be submitting If by chance you're visiting uh, Montreal and you'd like to do a photo tour, either to learn how to work your camera properly or a little better, or just to check out some cool and usual or unusual sites in Montreal, I've been offering photo tours for quite a while. And you could check out marcokulik.com for all the details of the photo tours. And you'll also be able to find galleries that I'm continuing to uh, upload to of current and past work. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's really cold these days in uh, many parts of the world, especially in North America. But with the cold comes a really good uh, photographic opportunities. So I do encourage you to bundle up, get out there, and keep on shooting. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.